the final score, Stockport County nil, Boreham Wood one, and Wrexham one, Southend United nil. Mm, that was an interesting afternoon, wasn't it? Right, let, let's, before we even talk about anything else, just sum up the situation, which is so often changing. I think the bottom line is this. If we win our three remaining games, then Stockport, apart from the fact they'll lose to us, cannot afford to drop another point. If they drop any points at Chesterfield or at home to Halifax or indeed at home to Torquay, then if we win all our games, we are champions. That is a situation we're in, so close to it being in our own hands, you can hardly believe it. We teed things up with our victory against Southend United. It was hard fought, but, but I have to admit, it makes you feel optimistic when you look at the two games side by side. Stockport looked panicky, frankly, once they went behind against Boreham Woods, rushing things. We know we've been coming back so well from behind that we don't panic. And although we didn't go behind in this match, we certainly didn't have it our own way. Southend were impressive and we didn't panic. We kept calm and we took our chance. One change in the Wrexham side, which of course sadly is Aaron Hayden out injured. So Tyler French tucked in one. Reese Hall Johnson, who of course was terrific off the bench on Tuesday, started as right wing back. Big news on the bench, apart from the fact that Tom O'Connor still available. Bryce Hosanna back on the bench, and that's massive because, you know, Liam McElinden playing at left wing back certainly brings something to the party when he does that, but uh, is not a specialist left wing back. It's good to have a specialist in that position coming back to fitness, and he got a run out. But Southend, well, I was impressed with Southend. They had nothing to play for, but they clearly are building for next season. It's a fairly youthful side that they've got. They've won their last three games, though, and they were unchanged. They play with the same shape as us. And that was a key thing, I thought, in the first half. Because I'm, I'm not saying it matched us up. This is how they normally play. But by having the same shape as us, it really meant that that, married to their hard work and discipline meant that we, there was no space in that first half. It was a very scrappy first half, and much of the coherent football came from South End. You didn't see that well-grooved arc of passing that we have where we shift from side to side and we probe. Barely saw that at all in the whole first half. South End had players in positions to deal with our players, if you will. You know, that it, it, it was a, a series of individual battles. Players are all getting picked up. It was hard to find space. And I'm going to say we were smothered, but it's not a case of them parking the bus by any means. They had more of the ball than us. It's just we, we couldn't really get at them. We left the two strikers up front so that we could hit them early. And we did that with some success, not a massive amount of success, and Palmer in particular was getting frustrated at times at the lack of good quality service he was getting. Yeah, but the problem was if we did hit them, they were pretty much left to their own devices because our midfield was dropping deep to protect our defence because Southend had secure possession in our half, and so it was very difficult to hit them and then get support up for them. Uh, there were very few chances, frankly, in the, the first half and, and until the end of it when Wrexham finally started to get a little bit of rhythm going. In fact, in the first 37 minutes, I only bothered to note down one incident, or well, a pair, both at, at the Wrexham end. It started off with Toza squaring it to French, who slipped over on the edge of his area. 
he was under pressure. He managed, as he was lying on his chest, to lunge and head the ball, even though he was lying face down on the ground. And that did slow Southend down. However, they did still have the ball, and Caldwell found Bridge running into the right channel, and he drove a powerful on-target shot, a superb recovering block by Tozer, who'd been out on the left wing, but sprinted back in and just got in in time to make the block. It was a, a key piece of defending. And there was another key piece of defending coming up to deny Bridge from the corner. Nicely worked corner. Penderson in a six-yard box, pulled it to the edge of the box. Bridge had space and time to measure his shot, and he drilled it, but it was really well blocked. We got out the six-yard box quickly to block it. It was another powerful strike from an advantageous position. So apart from that, we were struggling to create. But like I said, 37th minute, we had our first sort of proper effort on goal, and we did go on then to have a couple more. And that one, quite simply, was French hitting a good switch across to the left-hand side. McAlinden and Palmer combining on that flank to pull it back for Cleworth. Cleworth, sorry, I always get his name wrong. It's Cleworth, I've now found out. Cleworth. And he took the ball purposefully inside and from just over 20 yards drove a powerful shot aiming for the top right corner. But it was always rising and it went over. Southend came back with a, a nice move, a sh snappy interchange about 30 yards out, which ended with the ball being punched into Bridge again. His first touch was good, took it at, on the sprint, and then smashed a powerful shot from the edge of the area. Luckily for Wrexham, it was straight down the throat of Christian Dibble, and he got rid of the ball quickly, which led to French playing an excellent ball down the right-hand side for Mullen. Breaking away, we managed to get a striker, up in, a midfielder up in support of him, and he pulled the ball back. Davis just couldn't quite get on the end of it. It's hard to see, even looking at the footage, whether a defender gets a toe to it just as he's pulling the trigger, or if the ball just is slightly behind him and evades him. But it was a, a promising situation. That was something else Wrexham were looking to do as well. Southend, part of the way they were congesting midfield and stopping us from having space, they did play, play with quite a high line. And we were looking to put the ball in behind them. And actually, I would say we actually did that pretty well, but then didn't take advantage of it. The, the, the quality from those breaks didn't happen. But Mullen timed a few runs really well, and we did manage to play him in. There were also a few frustrating moments when players maybe had the chance to play it through and didn't in time. And as a result, the, the opportunity was gone. Uh, but yes, but we were patient and we kept going. We had another chance at the end of the half. And this was remarkable. Um, possibly the, the save of the season in a Wrexham game. <laughs> McAlinden did really well on the left-hand side, sweeping it into the far post. Tyler French getting up from centre-back and attacking it six yards out. Now, he may have been being fouled, or it may just be that he was just strong and therefore able to get to the ball first when it wasn't really his ball to play but whatever it was he i mean the best way i can describe this he just launched himself at the ball made contact six yards out he was he was almost horizontal at this point flying over the defender um and he made contact perfectly with the most beautiful volley and as you know when you hit a volley well it travels, and he's six yards out, and he's nailed it, throwing his body at it. His body's momentum hitting it. And somehow, despite being so close range and moving so quickly, Arnold, the goalkeeper, has somehow managed to fling his arm up and parry it. And it is a, absolutely had no right to make the save. It was a brilliant save. 
The danger hadn't gone. It ricocheted back out. Fell to Luke Young. It looked like he was going to hit it. But instead, brilliantly disguised the par. So he shaped to hit it. Everyone's bracing themselves to try and get a block in. And then played the most beautifully disguised pass to Davis in space on the edge of the box. Maybe he didn't expect it either. And it was on his right foot rather than his left. And he tried to sweep it past the keeper and put it fairway wide. It was a good chance. Lovely set-up play by Young. But goodness me, the save from French was remarkable. The second half, just like at Weymouth, Wrexham came out having looked like they'd just pressed the reset button a bit. That The energy was there. The pace and the passing was there. And Wrexham enjoyed an excellent start to the half, which was decisive and won the game. Also like at Weymouth, Jordan Davis, who'd done well in the first half without really being able to boss it, but had shown moments of promise. He came out all guns blazing. He was terrific in the first 10 minutes of the second half and, and ran the, the show. Oops, sorry. S- trying to join in here, beg your pardon. Um, first chance that we had was a free kick by Davis on the left-hand side, right by the corner flag, which he won. Swept it in, it carried through a crowded goal mouth to Toza, uh, but he just c- couldn't properly make contact on it as it skipped in front of him as he stood on the right corner of the six-yard box. He put it back in on targets and it was it was blocked, but his, his effort lacked, lacked strength. But Wrexham continued to come and almost straight away, McAlinden and Young combining, Davis sweeping the ball in from the right-hand side. It was a, a lovely, lovely whipped ball into the far post and Palmer had got goal side of his man, arrived at the perfect time and very calmly from a tightish angle side-footed it past the keeper and Wrexham were ahead in the 47th minute. And we continue to put that pressure on. Palmer uh, played a, a really nice pass in to Mullen who came driving in on the diagonal from the left-hand side, drove in a powerful shot from 20 yards heading for the top left corner and again Arnold excelled himself he just got a hand onto it touched it onto the post and it went behind for the corner that corner Young swept it in and Mullen met it with a header which he put well over and was a bit frustrated I think he just arrived a fraction too soon he was six yards out and just didn't be wasn't able to control his header from a, a good ball in Southend then started to just regain a bit of equilibrium and the rest of the half carried on like the first I would say Wrexham I don't think deliberately withdrew into ourselves but we did withdraw into ourselves a bit because Southend again just started to control possession a bit more and respond to what Wrexham were doing a corner was deflected out to Kinsdale who hit the ball powerfully on the volley from a good 25 yards but couldn't keep it down they then made a tactical move that I think didn't hurt us because Bridge, the player who was having all his chances in the first half, I thought was excellent. He looked really dangerous. He was drifting out. He was playing in midfield like the attacking midfielder. He was drifting out into little wide areas and waiting for the right moments to come back inside and find a bit of space and joining in play. And he was popping up in really good position between the lines. There's no coincidence he was the player in a tight match that was finding space. I thought his quality and intelligence were very impressive. But they made a tactical change. They switched Dimitri from left wing back to right wing back, which which was effective. Dimitri's a good wing back, and, and on the right, he, he would play a key role in the rest of the game. So they did create a new threat in doing that, but they put Bridge at left wing back, and that took something away, I thought, from their their approach. 
because now he had a more defined role, if you will, to play. He couldn't drift around and look for space in the opposing half. He had to do his defensive duties as well. He had to get up and down in more of a straight line. And so Wrexham benefited perhaps from that. But having said that, Wrexham also started to come forwards. Palmer with a really good block on the left flank. Mullen tearing through on goal, a two-on-two break. Will he shoot? Will he pass? Surprisingly, neither. He overran it, had a poor touch just on the edge of the box. It looked like he was looking to engage the centre-back, then shift the ball and hit it. And the ball just dribbled away from him. Really frustrating moment for him. In fact, for him, and to an extent Davis as well, it was, it was a strange game. that Those sort of things happened a few times. Both of them did a lot of good work. And yet often that, that little moment of quality at the end, which is what those two players, above anyone else, specialise in, weren't quite happening. It was a strange one. You couldn't really... Um, you couldn't complain about either performance from them. They were good performances, but those little moments weren't quite happening. 20 minutes left, Wrexham brought on Bryce Hosanna for Reese Hall-Johnson, which I think was a, a, a good idea. Hosanna needs pitch time, and he did well. He was sharp up and down the flank on the right-hand side. Wrexham had another opportunity. Davis whipping the ball in. Mullen got between his men six yards out, but made little or no contact I think he just jumped too soon as he tried to divert a close range header in then it was danger at the other end Dimitri who like I said on the right was starting to find some good positions he swung a ball in and Caldwell got up six yards out on the far post and headed it comfortably over probably should have done a little bit better Wrexham went back the other end and started to threaten uh, Mullen doing really well cutting inside and driving the ball in for Davis but the ball just wouldn't quite sit for him to, to go in. And then from the re from the corner resulting from that, Young sweeping it off, Davis peeling off his man header and heading the ball down nicely, but lacking pace. In fact, I think the way he headed it down made the ball lose pace. It bounced back up and it was taken comfortably by Arnold, who then started a breaker, which led to the key moment in attack for Southend as Dimitriou came driving down the right-hand side, picked the ball up on the edge of the area and nailed the perfect strike from about 15 yards into the top right corner, except Dibble reacted with an utterly superb left-handed save, well, right-handed save, his wrong hand coming over the top and got a hand on it and pushed it round the post. It was an absolutely magnificent save and a crucial one. The corner came in and he took it. He was confident and on crosses, dominating the box all day. Both goalkeepers were superb. And Wrexham remained ahead. Six minutes left, Davis got a rest. O'Connor came on. O'Connor again, just like the 12 minutes at Weymouth, put on a, a beautiful little cameo. He's a class player. He doesn't waste the ball at all. He wins his tackles and headers. And in these situations, because Wrexham at this point started to wind the game down, goodness me, he used the ball intelligently. He and Palmer often combined very cutely. And there was very little football played in the rest of the match, quite frankly, because Wrexham's game management, to use the euphemism, was excellent. We took the ball in the corners. We broke play up. Cole Connor and Palmer, like I said, were, were integral in that. We also had a, a little moment of, of danger when O'Connor swung the ball in. Oh, very bad. McElindon swung the ball in. Looked like a simple ball for Arnold, but bizarrely, he dropped it. It spounced off his chest, span outside the box. He sprinted out. He just beat O'Connor to it and toe-poked it clear. 
Two minutes left, a little time-wasting substitution, Ponticelli on for Mullen, although it's got to be said that Mullen, by refusing to do what the ref said and go off on the short side of the pitch, I think probably may have added a minute on to the four that was going to be added, the referee very ostentatiously pointing at his watch. He was crash-hot on time-wasting, and <laughs> we could have done with him in some of our earlier games this season. But Ponticelli came on, and actually he did very well in the closing stages as well in terms of covering ground, getting to the ball, holding her up. He spent a lot of time in the corner flags, wasting time, and so Ponticelli did well. Southend did manage to rouse themselves with that final big finish, though. Callum Powell, the ex-Rexham striker, came on and won a corner. Arnold, the keeper, came up. He's a big unit. The ball was swung in just over his head. Shot came in on target. I think it's James Jones in front of Dibble who does really well to lunge in and smash the ball clear. And Wrexham would get possession on the edge of the box. The keeper's now sprinting back. The crowd is shouting to shoot. Now, in the first instance, we don't, because sensibly we need to protect possession. But when the ball comes to Palmer, about 30 yards out from Wrexham's goal, there's only one thing he's going to do. By now, Arnold's about 30 yards out for his own goal, so he's still not going to get back in time. Palmer takes it on the chest, and like I said, from a hell of a long distance, deep in Wrexham's half, he launches a shot. The crowd are loving it, and it bounces just wide at the right post. Soon afterwards, the final whistle goes, and Wrexham have earned a huge three points, especially in the context of what was to come, and also, quite frankly, have shown a lot of spirit because Southend asked more questions of us than pretty much any other side has at the race course this season. They were impressive. Performances, right, Dibble, excellent, dominant in the air, and then made that massive, massive save late on in the game to deny Dimitriou deserves huge credit, Criddle, uh, Dibble, Criddle. Um, at the back, I thought Toza was impressive again, was strong, was solid. His throws weren't working. I, I don't mean that it was his fault. There was no Hayden to aim for, and all of a sudden, we didn't look so threatening from the long throws. And so sensibly, he mixed them up quite nicely. Uh, but that was an interesting thing to watch out for. That is that going to be less of a weapon in the closing stages of the season if, if Hayden isn't there? But he defended very strongly, and as always, used the ball intelligently. French was, did really well, especially in the opening stages when he made some really good sort of statement tackles just to show that he was up to the job of standing in Hayden's shoes. And he did, of course, drive forwards well on occasion too, so French deserved a lot of credit, as did Cluith. On the other side, he had a difficult player to handle in Caldwell, but I thought he handled him pretty well. Caldwell had some success, but yeah, Cleworth was solid and was prominent coming forwards too. On the right-hand side, Resol Johnson had one of those sort of slightly funny games. It was Early on, he started taking on his man and beating him. And you thought, oh, he's really fancying this. But the game didn't suit him. We weren't getting into positions because of the way Southend regulated play in midfield where we could get him on the ball to run at the wing-back. I think as well Southend spotted that and just made sure that the left side of the centre-back Gubbins was getting across a bit more to cover. And so Hall Johnson suddenly wasn't getting those situations developing where he could show his pace and he could run at an isolated defender. And as a result, he wasn't so effective going forwards. Uh, but he put in a good shift. Left-hand side, McAlinden. Again, I mean, I am slightly edgy about him defensively. Had no problems defensively, to be fair. And yet, ironically... A bit like Hall Johnson, maybe the game wasn't quite suiting him, so he, he struggled to have much of an impact up front. He didn't get into many advanced positions, but he did play a couple of decent balls into the box from deeper. He did play a couple of good switches, which led to chances, so a solid day for McAlinden. 
I thought Young probably on balance man of the matches. Use of the ball was intelligent. His energy as always was good. And he was mopping things up in midfield when the ball was getting cleared. He was getting to the second ball as well. James Jones, similarly, uh, good, hard-working shift as always. But, yeah, he, he again, there wasn't as much space for him to drive into the wing-back on his side. Hall Johnson wasn't being able to get up and give him those chances to make those underlapping and overlapping runs. But you need people like Jones and Young to make to have a good shift in midfield when, when the other side's working so hard in the middle of the pitch. And so he did a good job. As did Davis, as I said, the end product wasn't quite as good as usual, although he put in a lovely assist for the goal. So he opened the game up for the only goal of the game. Um, and again, because he was ill in midweek, he was the one who was brought off near the end and probably a sensible precaution with another big game coming up in two days. Up front, I thought Mullen and Palmer again deserve a lot of credit. Again, they have scored one or other or both have scored in 12 home games this season. That, no, our last 12 home games. That is frightening, isn't it? Um, Mullen, again, like I said, did well. Constant threat. End product for once wasn't really there, but okay, that's fine. Players have games like that. He did a lot of good things. Palmer, I thought, did very well. He occupied the um, centre backs. He held the ball at well. He was he scored the goal and he was invaluable <laughs> in wasting time late on as well. He was he was a very very good. And the subs did their jobs as well. Like I said, O'Connor gave a little bit of a masterclass. Ponticelli put excellent work, and even when he came on in the 88th minute, and, and Bryce Susanna, again, his industry up and down the right-hand side, and that little bit of fresh legs as well. It was good to see him get through it, and O'Connor get through it unscathed. So, we go again. Boreham Woods, funnily enough, is going to be very, very tough, but it's doable. And as I said at the start, it's kind of almost in our own hands now. So... A big test. It'll be interesting to see how players have come through this match. It'll be interesting to see whether Phil Parkinson wants to rotate a bit anyway. To see if he's got the resources to rotate with all the injuries we've got. But I think it's an indication of how well we've done. And how well the squad's been put together. But people aren't really focusing on the injuries. Because we're playing like we don't have injuries. Another win. And we go on. Three more. Three more. And we can do this. With the final score of Wrexham 1. Southland United nil. I'm Mark Rivers from Rexham